Hello, and welcome to Opus 2 of Let's Play It By Ear podcast. I know we've been away for a while, but now we are back. I'm Carrie, with my co-host Joanna, here for our very first episode. Whee! So, we're here to talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As I'm sure that most of you have probably been wondering why we've been gone for so long. Um, we did mention that we were going to just take like a month or so of a break and yeah. then we we're just going to go straight into the second opus. But we didn't. Um, and that's because I had a bit of a life emergency, I guess is how I'll put it. Um, I think at the time that we were set to record the first episode of this particular season, um, uh, we actually had to stop mid-recording because, um, you know, on, on my end, uh, we had a bit of an emergency. So mm -hmm. the emergency was um, my husband was... He wasn't diagnosed at that time, but we found out what his diagnosis was maybe a, f a week or two after we had to stop recording mid-session. Um, but he was he was diagnosed with a topical steroid withdrawal syndrome. And um, I did ask his permission to talk about this, and he did say that he would rather more people know about this condition because... It's not a condition that is really widely known. It is starting to kind of become a little bit more widely known due to video bloggers talking about it. There are more people who are making videos about it. So if you just search up topical steroid withdrawal on YouTube, you will actually find quite a few videos about it. Um, there is one particularly long one that I haven't had yet the heart to watch, partially because if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I am fairly traumatized by this experience. Um, so I haven't watched it yet, but if you want to know more about what the condition entails, um, you can go watch some videos on YouTube. Um, but on our end, uh, what ended up happening was that... Um, uh, my husband has had, um, I guess you could call it bad skin for his whole life. Um, he's had really bad eczema his whole life. And so the doctors would always prescribe him steroids, topical steroids. Um, and they would prescribe it to be stronger and stronger whenever his skin basically stopped reacting favorably to them. Mm -hmm. So... Um, he has also tried every diet you could possibly think of under the sun. He's tried some very interesting, almost, I guess you could call them homeopathic, um, what's the word for it? Like, kind of uh remedy remedy i guess you could say it's not really a remedy but it's more like experimental 
experimental remedies i guess is it experimental uh, experimental treatment i guess so maybe treatment is a better word for it because what they would do is i think he had one where they like injected something into his skin um wow yeah 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 this was when he was younger um and so anyway um his skin has been really, really bad a few times in his life, like unimaginably bad. One was at the end of high school. Another was um, when I first met him. And yeah. then the third time was this time. So especially because one of the times that his skin was so bad was literally right when I met him, there was always this kind of fear in my mind that it would come back. Um, and basically this past summer we lived that fear that nightmare really did come true mm -hmm. it came back <clears throat> and so uh his skin the symptoms that really made us go pretty insane was one it was itching everywhere at first it was just localized to behind his thighs but then it's like suddenly it's like he exploded like his skin was cracking and weeping and oozing and and it was itchy um like it just it looked like he had touched poison ivy everywhere like mm -hmm. that that's what it looked like um <clears throat> and so especially because it was oozing because we had never seen it ooze before we thought he was infected so we brought him to urgent care, which for those of you who are listening from outside of the US, including Carrie, Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, urgent care is kind of between your primary care. So your regular doctor and emergency. So we didn't take him oh, to the okay. emergency room. We took him to the in-between, which is kind of like an on-call primary doctor. Like that. that's the- Oh, interesting. Exactly, right? So like- you could go basically during non-working hours and they would be open. Yeah. Well, like they had really good. Exactly. It's that in between. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more expensive than going to see a primary care doctor, but it's less expensive than going to the emergency room. Okay. Um, so we went to see them. They gave him, uh, a shot of steroids like mm -hmm. so that it would act immediately because they saw the inflammation and they were like we need to get this inflammation down now so they actually shot him with some with a steroid shot they prescribed him prednisone on top of that and they prescribed antibiotics and uh yeah i believe that was it for the first bit the <laughs> then um after he stopped the antibiotics the oozing came back um and his itch was just as bad so we went back to the urgent care in a, i think maybe two weeks after that mm -hmm. and um they prescribed more antibiotics they prescribed more steroids we did not want to put him back on steroids so we did not do the steroids, uh, which is prednisone. That's an oral steroid. Uh, we only did the antibiotic ointment. The ointment 
did not really work. If anything, it made him ooze even more. Gosh. And then um, the the evening that we were recording for the first episode of Opus 2, what was supposed to be the first episode of Opus 2, um, we had to stop because the itch was so bad we had to go to the drugstore and get that prescription for prednisone mm-hmm. because we had to give him something to calm his skin down. At that point, we didn't know about topical steroid withdrawal yet. Yep. So we thought that we had to do this. A week into him taking that course of prednisone because that is... Um, Uh, I think that was a two-week course. Um, And somewhere in between, I had to take him into urgent care a third time. I just, it's all blended in together now. I know for a fact I took him in three times because we have documentation for the three times that we took him in. Right. But I I believe it was about a week into his his basically second round of, of steroids. He was looking online to look about look look up uses of tea tree oil because tea tree oil is known to help with skin things, mm-hmm. right? And so he looked up. He literally googled tea tree oil, and Google auto completed it with an auto suggestion of and topical steroid withdrawal, and he was like, "What? What is, is that? that? Yeah." So he let Google autocomplete it, looked it up, and he found some anecdotal blogs about this syndrome called topical steroid withdrawal. And this was the first time we found anything, like any medical diagnosis that matched his symptoms completely. Mm -hmm. Now, just to give you guys an idea of just how wacky these symptoms are, they're everything from red skin syndrome which is basically that your skin is just such an inflamed red it's like lobster red but Mm -hmm. for some reason it spares your nose and it spares the palms of your hands so you can get something of what's called a red sleeve which Mm -hmm. essentially your skin on your arm is just all red except for your palms and your face is all red except for your nose that's actually yeah it's if you think about it is it's actually a hallmark uh symptom of topical steroid withdrawal um okay yeah if you look up red skin syndrome rss you'll read about this actually on wikipedia um Mm. and he had those uh, especially this time around was his face the last time he had skin this bad he definitely had the red the red sleeve um we remember that from before. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But there's also wacky things like the skin cracking and oozing. And when it's oozing, it's not really oozing infected um, like plasma or stuff like that. It, it's mm-hmm. actually more that the blood vessels don't know how to c- control themselves because they're so used to being suppressed by steroids. that they basically overflow they get too big and they break through the skin 
so they literally crack through the skin like that so what when you're oozing you're oozing literal like proteins out like so he had to eat so much and he still lost weight even though he's eating like a maniac because he lives he's literally like leaking proteins out of his skin um and uh so there's that the other is body temperature control issues he literally could not control his own body temperature he would go from freezing cold to overheating in seconds you know Mm -hmm. um and body spasms full body spasms is actually one of the symptoms of topical steroid withdrawal it's basically a withdrawal syndrome uh Mm -hmm. sorry a withdrawal symptom uh i read recently that alcohol withdrawal symptoms also include things like body spasms it's okay (laughs) it's straight up withdrawal symptoms you know so like but no one would at least i never thought that all of these wacky symptoms were linked into one (laughs) diagnosis Mm -hmm. when i first met him like we'd be cuddling and he'd have a full body spasm. And I was just like, oh man, this is such an interesting quirk of my new boyfriend. You know, <laughs> like I didn't think that there was actually something wrong with him, you know? And yeah. he would often complain about like getting really cold suddenly and then overheating immediately. And I was just like, oh man, my new boyfriend is like so sensitive, you know? Like now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, he like, a hundred percent that was topical steroid withdrawal back then too um so anyway we found he found this blog he sent it to me we both basically started almost crying because this is finally the first time that we have finally found a most likely diagnosis of what he has Mm -hmm. and um you know, we we took it to our naturopathic doctor who had uh, guided us through the last time he was going through something as serious as this. And she confirmed that it was topical steroid withdrawal because since she had him as a patient, she has since had other patients that exhibited the same symptoms. And mm. she has since learned about topical steroid withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, this syndrome is actually so new to, I guess, public awareness that even the National Eczema Association did not have an article up about it until March of 2021. And his skin exploded in July. So I don't... Very, very recent. It's very recent that people know about it. I'm sure it's been around for basically as long as steroids have been around. But no one's really done much, I guess, like, no one's really brought a lot of public awareness to it. Mm-hmm. From what I've read, there seems to be some papers and research documenting the possibility of this syndrome since the 60s. Oh. So it's not like no one's known about it, but it's more that there's not a lot of public awareness of it. Like yeah. the, the wider public doesn't really know. And actually a lot of doctors don't know about it yet either. One of the things that the articles that we read about from the National Eczema Association and also from ITSAN, which I believe is the International Topical Steroid Awareness Network. I believe that's what it's called. Um, They have a whole website 
about what it is, how to deal with it, how to find a doctor who knows about it. They did mention that not a lot of doctors know about it. So it's one of those things that you have to be very persistent as the patient and you really have to advocate for yourself and mm -hmm. be like, this is what's happening to me. Stop giving me more steroids. Right. So really the only cure is time and no steroids. So we've been waiting it out. The symptoms come in waves. And so far we have seen two big waves. So one was in July. Yeah. And then the second one came in mid-October. Mid to late October was when the second one hit. And um, it's a lot of sleepless nights. There are so many tears. Um, we had a lot of talks about what is it that we really value in life. Mm -hmm. It really made us reassess our priorities and our values. And yeah, there was a lot of tears, a lot of sleepless nights. The amount of sleeplessness I would compare to that of having a newborn, except mm -hmm. we did not have the reward of having a newborn. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is why we stopped making these episodes for so long was because... In a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's more to it, but I this is just to give you guys a bit of an insider's look as to basically why Joanna disappeared for the last half a year. Um, it's been rough is what I'll say. <laughs> it, it most certainly has. I mean, as someone who is more or less observing from the outside, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a pain in a way that there's nothing yeah. as your friend, there's nothing that I could have done. No. And what you did was exactly what I needed, though. You would send me random texts asking me how I'm doing. But you would also leave me alone, too, which is also what I needed. <laughs> you know, um, we, we st struck a balance. Yeah, in, we did. We did a strike a balance. Yeah. Like you, you definitely poked me when I needed it, um, you know. And uh, but it was. It's tough because um, when you're in the thick of it, the worst part is not knowing what the end of the story is. Yeah. Right. And things are always changing. There's always developments in a situation like this. You don't really mm -hmm. know that it's ended until like a long time after it's ended. Yeah. A yeah. lot of it is just in hindsight in a way, I think. Yeah, like by the time that we're recording this right now, John and I have had at least, I would say, about three to four weeks of decent sleep. Mm. I just got my COVID booster shot two days ago, and yesterday was an absolute gong show in terms of my well-being. It was terrible. But the night before that, I can actually tell you, even though I was going through these COVID booster symptom symptoms, I got more sleep that night than I did on mm -hmm. an average night dealing with taking care of John while he's going through TSW, yeah. topical steroid withdrawal. Um, I got more sleep 
mm-hmm. with COVID symptoms, waking up all the time. I actually felt more well rested from that than mm-hmm. I did from an average night with t- yeah. with uh, with my husband having TSW. Like that can show you how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not hard to imagine. I mean, you you compared it to almost like having a newborn because you're yeah. in a way you're all, almost always on edge. You yeah. don't know what what's going to happen next or when the next um itch attack is going to to happen mm-hmm. so you're just constantly on the on the go 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 yeah mode. yeah yeah you're absolutely right i that that was one of the hardest parts was you can never let your guard down yeah even going to sleep like even now i i think i have a leftover traumatic response where mm-hmm. i cannot fall asleep unless i hear john snoring John is my husband if you guys haven't heard his name yet (laughs) but um like I I can't I can't fall asleep unless I've been listening to him snore for at least like five to ten minutes Mm -hmm. because just because he starts snoring it doesn't mean that he stays asleep at least when he was going through the thick of it I had to like listen and know that he was asleep for like there were nights that I would just listen to him snore for half an hour before I even let myself relax. Okay, you calm down a bit. And... Yeah, yeah. And I can feel that I'm definitely needing to retrain myself mm-hmm. to not do that. Because <laughs> it will mean that I always sleep half an hour after him. <laughs> right? That's my situation. <laughs> That's a different story, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Your body's just wound, and your mind, especially, I think, is just wound so tight. Oh, yeah. And you're so used to that. It's yeah. about, about a half a year. It was a half a year of that, yeah. Yeah, that's um, a while. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't recommend this experience. <laughs> not that any of us can choose whether no. or not you have this experience. But I don't recommend it. It it was it was horrible um, because it, it was like I think to me the most horrible thing is that like like I love this person I I'm in love with him he's he's everything and more than I ever wanted in a partner mm-hmm. and um, it's like watching the person you love the most in the world die in front of your eyes like their personality just completely fades. It, it's a shell of themselves that you see. Um, it's and hard. you, right? Like, all of the responsibility falls on you of taking care of your home together mm-hmm. and caring for him. Um, you know, basically, all of the work goes on you, but then he also felt so guilty for me having to pick up. Um, There were a lot of tears shed on both of our parts because he just, he felt so guilty. He felt so bad because he really is uh, a team member, you know, Mm -hmm. he's a true partner. And so for him to see me picking up so much of the work, it broke his heart. Um, 
and uh, that's it's hard because I had to convince him to let me take up more responsibility. I, we had talks where I, I had to convince him to stop yeah. trying so hard, just rest, you know. Yeah. Um. All right, that was the other thing. The other interesting symptom is that it completely messes up your circadian rhythm. I basically ended up caring for a vampire for half a year. <laughs> you know? No biggie. Night is day, day is night. <laughs> exactly. Who cares uh, about the his sun circadian and moon? I know. His, his circadian rhythm basically thought that every day was two days. <laughs> so oh, it, no. his circadian rhythm thought that 7 a.m. was nighttime. And, but then he would wake up at like 11 10 or 11 something like that so it's like three or mm -hmm. four hours and then it would think it's night again at like two <laughs> and then sleep for another like three hours short bursts yeah so like in total he would get about five to six hours of sleep a day mm. a day <laughs> mm -hmm. like i i was caring for a vampire yeah yeah and when we were trying to train his body to go back to sleep at a more normal time when we could feel that his circadian rhythm could be trained back again the only way to make him go to sleep and stay asleep is if i gave him a head rub and sometimes mm. these head rubs uh would last like an hour be, and for me, it was the difference between getting him to fall asleep and stay asleep at three versus seven. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a big enough difference that I'm like, I would rather sacrifice my forearm to give him this head rub. Uh, but yeah, it was it it was tough. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like we've been so wound up for so many months. He's been beaten half to death, basically. Um, but, you know, I can say that for the last month, about one month now, we've been able to have more or less a pretty normal life again. Um, his uh, symptoms are now all localized to behind the thighs again basically okay. back where we started right um we're just hoping there's not a huge third wave again but we don't know because the body just has to slowly bit by bit work out all of the or flush yeah. out all of the, the the steroids that's been in there over mm -hmm. all these years yeah so i learned something interesting from I forget who it was that I was talking to. Right. It was one of my students who's a pharmacist. Mm. And I was talking to her about the situation and she's like, yeah, steroids are fat soluble, meaning that steroids get stored in your fat. And when you mm. burn the fat, you're re-releasing steroids into your system. Oh, so that would explain why it kind of comes in waves yeah you know we um like in july it was very very warm so we all sweat a lot burn mm -hmm. a little bit more 
the other the second wave happened after we had been out of the country for a while and we were walking around around a lot and burning a lot mm-hmm. and then he had a second wave so it makes a ton of sense yeah but essentially flushing steroids out of your system takes a really long time mm-hmm. i've heard some absolute nightmare stories of people who took m- years and years to battle through tsw it sucks yeah. yeah well you've started now so it can only <laughs> get better you can only flush out more from from here i know that's not saying much but every time that he has healed from tsw because we we believe this is his third time actually so we believe the first time happened at the end of high school and mm-hmm. that the second time happened when we first met each time he healed we now realize it was actually because he rage quit steroids mm. he just rage quit it you know because yeah. like he's not doing well anyway why bother putting this stuff on right yeah exactly bye <laughs> whatever yeah we realized that that was actually why he healed and he healed very slowly every time i think the last time that he went through this the whole healing process was about a year and a half Mm -hmm. because he exploded when pretty much when we met Mm -hmm. when when we started dating uh he was already pretty much exploding and then that was in april of 2014 and he was not really fully healed until almost 2016 I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. It took a really long time. So we were guessing that this healing process is going to take a really long time too. Mm -hmm. We're actually surprised that we've gotten this far so fast. (laughs) So we don't know if that means that we're going to have a third wave coming. Mm -hmm. Or if just this last last little bit is just the most stubborn to go away. Yeah. But we just know that with time and patience and no steroids, we'll yes. eventually get there. It's just that he was put back on steroids because he had a flare up. Okay. So he had How a long? Fl- probably like a year or two before the explosion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't use steroids for more than two weeks, guys. Don't. I second that. Um, a little side story from from my my own experience. I mean, nothing, nothing at all compared to what John had to go through. But um, ever since I turned 10 and my family moved to a home with carpet, that was the very first time we had carpet in our home, mm-hmm. something happened to my think left hand index finger right yeah you told me about this it exploded into teeny tiny with teeny tiny little like tapioca like dots <sighs> extremely itchy and it also spread a little bit to the to the hand here actually what is this part of the hand called yeah what, what is that part like 
under like the, on the back of the hand top under the front, knuckle? under something yeah yeah it's just here mm-hmm. sorry for those of you just listening i'm pointing to the the top of my hand not the palm but the mm-hmm. other side yeah yeah just where your your veins and your mm-hmm. your tendons are mm-hmm. i guess um it it was itchy there as well too no one know what was happening Mm -hmm. my parents brought me to a dermatologist they had no idea as well too so the thing that they gave me was steroids it's a very low dose Mm -hmm. but i applied it anyway and that happened that continued for like three four years oh my gosh yeah but what i didn't apply a lot though okay to be fair it's just like a a dab yeah. Less than a pea size, I think. Yeah. But what I noticed over time was that my skin got thinner and thinner. Yep. And every time I scratched, it would just, it would bleed. Yep. Like little fissures would appear and it would bleed. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if it was my mom or myself. I just decided, we just decided to stop. Yeah. And yeah. it comes back every year, those little uh, tapioca like dots. Mm-hmm. I've also had to do research mm-hmm. and I've self-diagnosed it as dyshydrosis. Mm-hmm. If anyone who's listening or watching has experience with that, please please do share with us as well too. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how well known it is. Mm-hmm. Again, it's for, for my case, it's nothing as severe as John, but I do know there are people with cases who are uh, with extremely severe dyshydrosis as well. Yeah. Um, their hands or feet are all swollen. Oh my gosh. Uh, like I think it's hard for them to pick up things or even walk or, or function in daily life. So it can oh it can gosh. go to the extreme as well too. Wow. Um but yeah, I'm I'm lucky that it's only very, very minor. Yeah. It's contained to just my hands. Yeah. Um Has it's... your skin gotten thicker now? I think so. Because when I yeah. scratch it doesn't bleed as easily. Oh that's I can still tell it uh during winter time this is the area yeah. that cracks the most oh and it, it hurts oh yeah john keeps telling me that too because back when i was helping him apply topical steroids mm-hmm. he would make me religiously wash my hands thoroughly yeah to get it off of me mm-hmm. there have been cases of people the caretakers Mm-hmm. who applied topical steroid on the patient that the caretakers got TSW. Yeah. And I think the worst thing about TSW is that you can you can be applying it only in a very little spot, mm. but your inflammation is on another part of the body. That's how TSW shows itself, is that it's okay. an, it's it's an inflammation that is uncontrollable and spreads like wildfire mm-hmm. and it's totally not even in a spot that you were treating mm. it's in a completely other spot so you end up feeling like you're kind of like trying to catch a fire that's what you right. feel like you're doing because you treat one part, it pops up in another. You treat that part, then it pops up, it it spreads, and then it pops up somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? So you keep chasing this thing that you can never catch. And before long, it takes over your entire body. It's terrible. Yeah. 
Oh, the flaking too, because the oozing then crusts and then that layer of skin basically flakes mm -hmm. off and it's it's like snow coming off. Like yeah. it's insane. The amount of cleaning that we mm -hmm. did was mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend. Not that you can choose. No. But I don't recommend. But it's, uh, yeah, the, the use of steroids uh, really should, like topical steroids, really mm -hmm. should not be more than two weeks. And yet, yeah. for some reason, John was not told that until he was older. So either the research finally caught up and people were like, yo, no, you need to tell your patients that you can only use this for a short period of time. Uh, or, or doctors just didn't tell him because they didn't know how else to fix them. Don't know. Either way, now we know. Yeah. So there you go, guys. That's that's why I've been away for half a year. Um, and uh, we didn't want to come back to this episode without explaining because mm -hmm. we know a lot of you have been waiting. And for us to be silent for so long is very odd. And we didn't want you guys to be worried that something even more dramatic happened you know yeah yes it was very dramatic everything that happened but um we want you to know what it is and not have to guess mm -hmm. and yeah. you are both more or less on the mend now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're on thank the mend now yeah thank definitely. goodness yeah i've been sort of transitioning back to normal life um mm -hmm. I'm transitioning back to practicing again. The last half a year was just a lot of just playing music for fun because, yeah. you know, I, I didn't want to throw away my passion for music making. So instead of practicing, all of my practice streams became sight reading streams or mm -hmm. ooing and aahing at like random fun music gadgets and the latest music technology or flute technology or blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of kept up the nerding, mm -hmm. which was surprisingly very healing. I, I think I hadn't experienced the healing properties of being a nerd, mm -hmm. a flute nerd, for a really long time. And it was very wholesome and very... Um, it was it was just exactly what I needed. I needed to be in a space where I could escape, yeah, and just be a nerd. And I needed that hour to just not care, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're only human, and you do need that break once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what what good would it do if you crashed and burned as well, too? Right. And I think what I realized was these are the moments that I've been practicing for, right? Yeah. This whole, my whole life, like I realized that this is, this is what, why I've been practicing so hard is mm -hmm. because now I can 
pretty much play anything I want. Yeah. With ease, you know? And like I can feel like I can fully express myself. I have the techniques down, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would actually be such a waste if I didn't just spend these last six months being a nerd, you yep. know? Yep. Because this is the whole point of practicing so hard. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, like I I realized that I was finally living the 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 fruits of my labor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. something that felt really good about that, really fulfilling yeah. and brought peace and joy and you know, in the midst of a storm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. What you needed. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that about sums up what was happening mm-hmm. the past half a year or so. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Thank you all who have stayed with us and thank you for being so patient and rejoining us now. Exactly. So I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up for today. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to have to see if I remember how to do this outro because it has been like half a year <laughs> since I've done it. So let's try this. So okay. thank you all for joining us today. Thank you all for listening to all the drama that has happened in the time that we've been silent. Uh, we hope that you will keep joining us for the rest of this season. Um, you can find us on our website, let's play it by ear.com. There it is on the screen. I love it with our beautiful logo designed <laughs> by your uh, hers on. truly, Carrie. Uh, you can also find us on our social media, which is yep. we have Facebook, Facebook. Let's play by ear podcast. We've got Twitter. let's play by ear podcast, which I believe is let underscore ear on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we have Instagram, Instagram. Let's play by ear podcast. So please follow us, like us on all those things. There's also, of course, YouTube. Let's play by mm-hmm. ear podcast. Is it? Something Let's like play that. Let's Play It By Ear podcast, yes. Honestly, guys, if you just go on YouTube and you search up Let's Play It By Ear podcast, y'all are going to find us, okay? This episode will be uploaded there as well as on Anchor.fm. Again, Anchor.fm, just search up Let's Play It By Ear podcast and you'll find us. And it'll also be like, you're probably finding this through a link or something, right? Mm-hmm. There'll be more links, <laughs> in the description of wherever wherever it is that you are watching or listening to this. Yes. So please follow us us everywhere. Uh, Carrie in particular is much better at the social media than I am. So please engage with us on the social media because it won't be like on my private uh, stuff for Just Another Flutist where I don't. No, indeed, Carrie is very good at the social media engagement. So please join us there. All right, guys, we thank you all so very much for joining us today and we will catch you guys on the next one. Goodbye. See you.